the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! All right, guys, we're going to talk about the UFC that just happened this last weekend. UFC 2, what was it? <laughs> Any idea? 280-something? Yeah. something. I and then uh, the Glover Teixeira fight. And then we're going to talk about the upcoming Bellator um, that that's, takes place on June 24th. That's 282. 282. I did look that one up. Awesome. All right, so. so got a couple fights in the UFC you want to talk about. Yeah. Um, first one you want to talk about is Joanna Whaley. Um, so my, the, the first time they fought was amazing. It was uh, a barn burner. Joanna had a, a, an egg on the side of her head, a hematoma, like yeah. giant. <clears throat> she looked like the, the guy in Goonies. The, hey, you guys. <laughs> That's what she looked like. But anyway, uh, so she finally got a rematch. You know, and and she hasn't fought in quite a while. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a, quite a while, going on two years, I think. And Whaley had been fighting. She'd fought tough girls. And I just thought it was going to be a bad matchup this time anyway. And she lost. She got knocked out bad with a spinning back fist, face planted. And then they did the – and I hate that Daniel Cormier does it because – Joe Rogan hated interviewing Daniel Cormier after he got knocked out by John Jones. Okay. So I hate that they interview the person who lost that night. And I don't yeah. want to say the loser because no one there's a loser, but she she lost. And in doing while they're while they're interviewing um, Wei Lee, I'm watching Yuana take her gloves off. And I'm like, man, don't retire. Don't retire. I'm not even a fan. I'm not a fan of hers. Okay. Um, she kind of was like really big on herself when she was the champ. Yeah. And, and just wasn't kind of rubbing the wrong way. But too many people make the retirement decision while waking up. And unless that was her plan before the fight happened, you know, I just think it was a bad, you know, someone should have said, hey, you know, wait. Because... If she won the fight, she would have got a title shot. And you know damn well she was going to fight for the title. For right? sure. So the problem is, and, and people don't get this, and this is going to take me to the the uh, the main event for the, the co-main event fight as well <clears throat> when we get there. But the judges, you know, don't understand how big of a setback it is when you get it wrong. Yeah. You know, well, how big of a setback a loss is. So what Joanna looked at when that fight was over was there, there are people that can fight in the UFC forever, and they're never going to be close to fighting for the belt. Kay. They're never going to be in the top 10. Kay. You know what I mean? And then there are champions. Yeah. There are people who are, who are fighting to be a champion, and they're just champions. And Joanna's a champion. Kay. And she now is going to have to go back and fight two or three times and win those, go through two or three camps. Yep. Two or three hard fights I mean, to get talking. back to the same thing again. A couple years. 18 to 24 months. Right. And that's a long process. Yeah. You know? And at 35, she's now going to be like, what, 37? Yep. And and she's instantly started thinking about, you know, she's got to go through that process to get back to that spot. You know, unless it's like an instant rematch, which could have happened right after the first time they fought because yep. it was, you know, a barn burner. But this time was decisively ended with a knockout. Uh, and so making that decision afterwards, it, it sucks, you know, when people do it off coming off of a loss because they're down and depressed and she might go home and, and think differently and be like, all of a sudden she's fired up and wants it. 
but it, it, the problem is, is she she is a champion and she is wants to be fighting for the championship and that just set her back two to three fights of not being a champion yeah. you know and there are the people who who those top five people top six seven people are are constantly in the hunt for the belt you know there are other people i believe there are other people that know they're never going to fight for the belt but they're fighting in the ufc sure. you know and, and that's you know that's enough for them and they keep trying and trying and trying but uh they'll keep trying forever there's guys at the motocross races who sometimes they make the night show sometimes they don't but every single weekend they're wherever it is in the united states to race yeah because they just love racing and they just want to race you know yeah. they they're hoping for that one you know that one chance and and that's how a lot of people are in the that are fighting in the ufc and bellator and anywhere else but to, to that i just you know it's uh it's a bummer that she's gonna retire she's a great fighter and and whatnot but uh i just feel like that's why you know mm. and she she's she's not a a number five she's uh wanting to be fighting for the belt the spinning back fist i i saw some statistics on that super rare way to finish a fight i think it was the first woman to finish the fight probably uh you hate to call i don't want to say luck because whaley's a talented fighter and i think she knew exactly what she was doing but how much do you want to go back to Joanna and say look you got caught right by by a, a one, you know, one in a hundred punch. Like, let's not let's not do this yet. She was losing already. She was. She, she was, was down kind of getting nine. manhandled. You know, when when they were when they were clinching. Yeah. Uh, Whaling's wrestling was was like legit. Looked really good. Apparently, she'd been working with Henry Cejudo a little bit. Okay. And Olympic gold medalist, yep. you know, and, and flyweight champion. Um. So. Uh, I don't know. Again, the fight. I don't think the fight goes differently if there was, you know, whatever. And spinning back fist, man, Shoney Carter knocked out Matt Serra with one. Uh, Sergio Pettis knocked out Horiguchi with one after losing four rounds. You know, he'd lost the entire fight and then knocked him out with yeah. it. Yeah, and that was like with like five seconds left yeah, in the fight very, or something. Yeah, it was very, short, really close very to the short end of the time. fight. They land a lot. People land them, land the elbows, land the punches. But to get the finish, the fight finish out yeah. of it, yeah. that's, that's, you know, it's, that's, that's, that's I don't know that it's luck. I mean, everything, everything is... A little bit of timing, a little bit of luck, a little bit of what that guy, how he reacts to what you're throwing, you know. But your setups are, are created. Joanna actually said she was getting ready to throw one mm. and got caught with one. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, it was tough to see her go down like that. I do think Wei Li's, she's one of those people that I think is always going to be in those top five. Absolutely. It's just going to be Absolutely. right there. She's going to be fighting for the belt now, yeah. you know, uh, unless – Rose gets a rematch with Carla, but I don't think anyone wants to see that right now. So not after what happened last time. I mean, that's a bad that's like brand a, right that's now. Five rounds of melatonin. <laughs> <laughs> when it was late, I was literally trying to stay yeah, awake. Me too. I was, you know, we we're staying awake for. Is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Right. Are they going to turn yes. it up all of a sudden? Yep. You know, is something crazy going to happen? And it never happened. I, I watched it with my 11-year-old daughter. Um, and she literally was like, I looked over and she's literally got the heavy eyelid and that, you know, she's doing this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I guess that tells you what kind of fight this is. <laughs> so, well, moving on to Shevchenko and Santos. Um, you've talked a lot. We've texted a little bit about, about scoring. And I know you mentioned it a little bit here, but I, I think you wanted, you wanted to spend some more time on yeah, that. Yeah, the only thing I want to talk about in this fight besides the fact that, that Valentina, so Valentina is my favorite female fighter. Okay, okay. 100% want her to win that uh, fight. Okay. She 100% did not win that fight. And and one judge was 
doing drugs in the back because he gave four rounds, four rounds to Valentina. Clemens Werner. So I was watching the the uh, Josh Thompson, John McCarthy's podcast. Yeah. And they talked about it. And Josh thought Valentina won. Uh, John thought that it could have gone either way. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Josh thought Santos Santos won, and John thought that it could have gone either way and could see Valentina winning. Everyone was was questioning the second round. Okay, going into the third round, I didn't have a round, or going into the fourth round, I didn't have a round that I questioned. You know, I thought the first two rounds were clear. I mean, she kept getting her back. She was dominating position. Um, I, I just think... I think that there was no way that she won the fight. I think the headbutt saved her okay. and and kept the fight competitive right. to the end. She won the last two rounds because of that. Yep. You know, I think she put it on and, and that girl was seeing out of one eye at that point, you know, and and was struggling, but I just don't think that that she won that fight and and uh Derek Lewis tweeted after the fight ended, before the judges came back and said, uh, uh-oh, this is going to be controversial, <laughs> before it even came back. And, and sure enough, you know, it was... Uh, honestly, the Santos didn't look as bummed as she should have looked at the decision. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, was, I, was, I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? And as they read the one, uh, the 49, 46, 46 yeah. I was like... And then they said for her, I and was like, like, what? Yeah. You know, and I thought it was so clear. I was thinking, I was thinking at that point when they said 49, 46, before they said Shevchenko, I was thinking, oh, maybe they gave that second round or the whatever round that I thought Valentina won. Or the first one I thought she started winning, I think it was four. Yeah. Um, maybe they gave her that round and, and I was like, and then they said her and I was like, wait a second. There's no way she won four rounds. So, you know, it is what it is. But what does that do to Santos now? This girl that fought her way, got to the, got yeah. to the belt. You know, Valentina has never had a fight like that, you know, besides moving up and fighting Amanda. Yep. She's never had anyone in that, in that weight class. Uh, what are they? Fly, fly One, weights? It's 125. Yeah. Featherweight? Fly, flyweights? Flyweights. She's never had flyweight. anyone in that weight class give her a, a fight, you know, especially a fight like that. And does Dana homer her and say next you know and santos you have a couple more to go to get back here or is he going to be real and say that's an instant rematch that fight needs to happen again mm -hmm. because it was that close and do they want do they want valentina to move along you know and will she even accept an instant rematch you know yeah yeah because she knows she knows whether she whether she feels like she won or not she knows that she was in the fight of her life and her belt was on the line for it, you know? Yeah. So, and you've just, got it. I'm assuming she's feeling that she got controlled. I mean, you've got uh, to be feeling that. She had to. I mean, I mean, you know when you're, yeah, you know when someone's, you know on when your back, someone's you know when all over you. You're trying to take someone down and they reverse it and take you down yeah. over and over again. I, you I'm, know, I'm a young enough white belt to have been there enough. It sucks when someone's owning you and you know that. And yeah, that's what I love about jujitsu. Yeah. Like you can do a boxing class, you can do a kickboxing class and get through the class without losing, without really getting beat up. Sure. You know what I mean? You can, sure. you're, you're doing things in a jujitsu class. You roll every day. You yep. know who the winner is yep. after every round. Everyone. You might not be thinking it, 
but you know, yeah. Like if you, if you think, you know, you know, it's there's 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 always a winner or loser. That's why it's so hard to get people committed to it because you start out a loser every day. Every you're gonna day. lose every day for a while, you know, yeah. and and that's just the way it is. And if you can get through that, it builds character. You know, yes, it's gonna it make does. you tougher. It's gonna make you stronger. It's gonna make you mentally, you know, more more able to to grow from it. And and so, you know, I I, I just I don't know I. I I had a hard time. Uh, that that decision, yeah, going back to the decision. So it's in uh, all three judges scored rounds four and five, ten nine Shevchenko. Um, all three judges scored round three, ten nine for Santos. It really came down to rounds one and two. That's that's. Did someone give was. Shevchenko round one? Yes. Yep, that's the 49-46. That's where round... I thought it was round two. What, round one. Round one, round two, round four, and round five gives you your 49-46. Yeah, so, so here we are again where there has to be some sort of real scoring system, yeah. not some freaking dude's opinion yep. who, who doesn't know how to watch a fight. Yep. How, how, first of all, how does one guy watch it and see it one way three rounds clear yeah and the other ones see it four rounds, four rounds the, the other, other way. way like what why are you guys not watching for the same thing yeah. there's got to at least be if they don't want to give points for something there at least has to be a structure for if this happens this is this person's winning the fight if this person's getting the takedowns and getting their back yeah they're winning the fight at that point if you have two full rounds i think she had like 10 minutes or more of control time you know, maybe more. Um, like, it, it just, you know, she won two rounds. She lost three rounds. Clear cut, you know, in my eyes. I, I'll go back and watch it again. But I wanted her to win the fight. I was watching it for her to win the fight. And I thought she lost. Yeah. You know, I, I thought she was losing the fight the whole time I was watching. I was like, man, she's losing. You know, she's going to have to finish her. When the fifth round started, I was like, she's got to finish her. She's got to finish her. And... At that point, you you felt like she, even if she had won the fifth round, she was behind so much that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have gone. Right, away. I thought she was yeah. going to lose three to two. Yeah, I thought if she didn't finish her, she was going to lose three to two. Oh well, judging. What, what do you got to get some sort of scoring system or or some sort of meetings with the judges where where things these things matter more than these things. These things don't matter. Like, it, is there training? Yeah, John McCarthy was. I don't know if he still runs it, but he was running the because he was the you know the original ref, right, right, and was the best ref forever. And, and he ran the referee. They have to do a class and, or go through a thing that's I think certified through him. I think or it used to be, but to be a judge. Mm -hmm. His kid's a judge. Okay. Yeah, his kid's one of the judges. Well, his kid's sense. actually. A, I forget what fight it was, but his kid was a judge on one of the fights that I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy one. Well, moving on to yeah. uh, Teixeira and uh, Prohaska. Um, so the only way, the only reason I want to talk about that fight yeah. is because people, I wanted Teixeira to win. People were giving him the excuse of him being tired when I said his fight IQ was garbage his fight iq was garbage you know he gave up so many dominant positions that my 21 year old kid would never give up he wouldn't move him away from the fence 
He got rolled from the fence three times because he let him get his legs to the fence and bridge him over. And you could watch Luke's fights and listen to Josh and John talk about how well he listens and how smart he is to already know to move him away from the fence. Yep. Well, you're 42 years old, bro. You know if that guy gets his feet next to the fence, especially a long guy like that, yeah. he's going to wall walk sure. and circle out and get up. Sure. And he did it three times, at least three times. Once he ended up on top in his guard, beat him up from his guard. Other time, end up back on his feet. Um, it was just fifth round. I think it was the fifth round. He about yeah. has him knocked out. He lands a combo that has him falling down. Tashira lands Tashira. a combo on Prohaska. Yes. Has him knocked out. Okay. Jumps on a guillotine and pulls guard. Sits down. What? His head popped out, and now he's on bottom. Losing. And I was like, as soon as he grabs, I'm like, don't sit, don't sit. Ah! Oh! Like, Why would he sit? <laughs> you know, when people are like, oh, you know, he was tired. He was tired. You don't want to be on bottom. Like, you're winning. You're yeah, winning. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. about to have him knocked out. Get on top of him if you want to. Or, or just finish knocking him out. I was, I, that was my question is why did he go in? Why did he not finish with strikes? No idea because he, he was winning on the going? feet at that point in the fight. You know, the, the end rounds, uh, the, Yuri was tired, you know. They were both tired, but he was winning now yeah. that he was tired. Uh, Glover was. And so I was just so frustrated with all of the position. People were like, that was one of the best fights in the UFC history. You know, I, and I was like, absolutely that. not, bro. Like, was it a good fight for the uneducated fans to watch? Absolutely. Okay. Great, great fight a, to watch. It was a slugfest, right? Brawl, you know, barn yeah. burner. Yep. Uh, you know, great fight like that. Rory McDonald, Robbie Lawler, best fight of all time. Fifth round, murdering each other. Yeah. Straight punches, hooks, yep. everything was still technical. Yep. Um, th there's a handful of, of fights like that. That that are way way better. I, I mean, I, even the first Yuana Weili fight was was yeah. Well, I feel beautiful. Like Gaethje and uh, Poirier was probably up there. Yes, That's yes. Like those fight. fights are way better than. Uh, I mean, even Gaethje and Chandler had better better thrown punches. Yeah. You know, and that was a brawl. Yeah. But but uh, yeah, it was just it was a great fight to watch. Not the best fight in UFC history. You know, just based off of the the techniques and stuff that were were thrown away that night um positionally was, was terrible and it was frustrating to watch you know it was, it was it's it's interesting to look at the scoring on this one judge had him tied up 38 a piece going into the fifth two other judges had to share a winning but one of the judges gave a 10-8 to to in the third so what was his score total before the fight ended uh, so 38-38, 39-37, and 38-37 were the scores going into round five. 38-37, even to the judge who had a 10-8? That's the 10-8. So he had been winning. He was still winning? Correct. So did anyone have him behind? No. no. One, judge, yeah. one judge had him 38-38. Yeah, and he was winning that round uh, until he just decided he was exhausted and, and got stuck. So Like, had that guy tried the choke? He was just on the side of him. He wasn't on his back with hooks in. Yeah. He was just turtled. Had he had that choke and he just turned quickly and put his back on the floor? Yeah. It was 32 seconds left, I think. Yeah. Like, you'd have won the fight. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it could I mean, have gone could, to... He couldn't have lost. Only one judge could have given it to the other guy, right? So, one could have... He could have run... Uh, it could have been, like, a draw. Because 
38-37. If Prohaska gets that one, it's 38-38. 39-37. No way Prohaska wins that one unless you get a 10-8. And then the other draw. one was, was a, at a draw. So had that gone. Majority to, draw. Yeah. So it, it could have yeah. gone. It could have gone to a draw. But um, <coughs> were you surprised that Tashira lost via submission? Out I of mean, everything that you said, like via submission? He was just dead at that time. At okay. that point, you know what I mean? That's like people talk about uh, Conor McGregor getting submitted by Nate Diaz and Conor's jiu-jitsu sucks, right. you know, or Khabib submitting Conor and Conor's jiu-jitsu sucks. Conor's jiu-jitsu doesn't suck. Like, I, I, I worked with him. Like, I know, I know how good he is. No one submitted him when he's fresh. Yeah. He was exhausted and beat up from Nate when he, when he tapped him, and he had just been ran over by Khabib for four rounds before he, he yep. you know, he submitted him. Um, and then he got submitted early on in his career, first first fight or something like that. Okay. You know, other than that, he's not been submitted. He's got good jiu-jitsu. He just doesn't use it until he's exhausted, and then, you know, he's anybody can get beat at that time. I, I forget who the guy is in the UFC, but there's a a multiple, multiple-time world champion in the UFC that got rear naked choked. Okay. You know, he just he, he was fought till he was dead and then got tapped. I mean, it can happen to anybody at that point. Yeah. If you go out there and shake hands on the mat and you get submitted, that's a different story, but fourth fifth round of fight when you're sure. dead anything can happen sure it was an interesting weekend to yeah. say the least so looking forward to bellator 282 um the first fight that you want to talk about you, you know something about one of these fighters i do um and obviously, like, I, I know exactly where you're going to go here. I mean, there's there's no question about it. But what do you see that makes this fight interesting between Johnny Soto and one Lucas Brennan? Um, so I, I like the fight. Man, when it was offered to us, I was really excited about it because people might think that I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I like the fight because it looks easy. Shine away. You, know? you maybe want to shy away from the competition right. a little bit. Is I that... don't. When I say yes to a fight, it's not because I think the fight looks easy for us. I think it looks like a good challenge. Okay. You know? And and this guy, he, we've only seen three of his fights. Okay. And unfortunately, at that point, he fought three really good strikers. Okay. So he wrestled a lot, threw bombs, and then wrestled a lot, and won decisions, ground and pound. You know, got their back and did, and did you know. Probably what Luke's going to do to him. But okay. but he is not going to fight us that way, right? Like, he's not going to fight us the same way that he fought those guys, Weber Alameda. So he beat Weber Alameda, and Weber is someone that f trains out of Machida's camp and fights just like them. Real good karate style, real range, stays long. And I just thought, I always thought he would be someone that we would get coming up, you know, down the line, that would be a good challenging fight. Okay. And Johnny Soto beat him. And so I was like, okay, you know, all right, that's a good one. Yep. Then he lost to Benji Aldi, or Aldi Benjelani. Uh, Aldi, yeah, yep, Aldi that's Benjelani. right. That was in just July of 2020. Yeah, and that was a, a, so that was a fight me and Luke watched and didn't think Soto lost. I, I thought, we thought he won the fight. Interesting. Were you watching this because that's the weight class and you know that it's... No, 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 no. We, we went back and watched for for Luke once got we, it, got once it, we okay. accepted the fight like honestly I watched his fight with Weber Alameda that he won yep and I texted him back and said yes and, and then the fight was on and the cool part was they said hold on and within three minutes she texted me back they're in and I was like okay <laughs> we got a fight he's down too so uh 
But but again, he's fighting these guys different than he's going to fight Luke. If he tries to fight Luke like he fought them, yeah, you know, it's going to be me sitting back watching Luke do his thing. Okay. But if he uses his his you know wrestling and whatnot, I, how does he do on defensively? The ground? Defensively, he, he he'll you know he it'll be a better fight. Okay. If he tries to play with them on the ground, just not going to go well for him. Um, I, I, I try not to hype him up, you know, a lot. Yeah. But he's got, <clears throat> he's got a level of jujitsu that is, is not. There's not a lot of guys fighting in MMA, alone that have it. Let alone in Bellator in his weight class. Like we got to narrow it down to yeah. one weight class in one organization that we have to deal with. Yep. There's not a lot of guys that are going to be able to deal with it. Um, AJ, you know, AJ, and not because his jiu-jitsu is as good, but just because he's dynamic, athletic, fast, got yeah. pretty good jiu-jitsu, he's got good wrestling. Yeah. You know, um, he's he hits unorthodox submissions, you know, so he'll be tough. Um, Pitbull, you know, those those few guys, but, like, that's, for a while. That's elite company, though. Right. I mean, that's you're, – you're at the top there. Did you know Bellator just posted something today? Their top ten subs of the year uh, at this point of the year so far, and he's he's listed in there with his assassin choke. Um, but yeah, I just you know I, I've told you before, like when he fought um, Matt Skibicki, Matt Skibicki, Luke threw a body kick, and Matt caught it and shot on Luke, and he grabbed Luke grabbed his neck, and they started to come up, and he reshot on Luke. So when I'm on the edge of my seat like this, at that point I sit back and I went like this to Raphael, and I just kind of leaned back. I was like, he, he came to wrestle. Like if this guy comes to <laughs> to grapple, you know, yeah, it's gonna be a, a short night. Yeah, you know, I would you say it's gonna be a long night, but it's not it's, gonna be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, the the couple guys who have actually tried to to do wrestle back, like Ben Lugo, you know, he tried to wrestle back on the ground as well and yep. end up with assassin choke. So. Um, I feel, I feel like it's gonna be a good fight. I feel like it's gonna be a tough fight. I feel like the guy's gonna probably fight smart. Um, he he trains with a guy Derek Anderson, who's who's a tough guy at the 170 division. Okay. Um, that fights in Bellator also. At 170, so he's gonna be used to. Yeah, yeah, he'll be he'll be used to plenty of big guys. I mean, just like you know, Luke trains with. Sure. Charlie's 195. Sure. You know, he rolls with all the giant black belts in here and yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he'll be, he'll be used to the size and what, and he looks, you know, he looks fit. He looks the part. Um, I think it'll be a good fight. I think, you know, the, the odds will probably suck to bet on it. Um, the last time yeah. Luke fought against Ben Lugo, he opened up at minus 2000, literally minus 2000. I saw that. I was like, is that, is that, is that real? a typo? And then I text his mom and she's like, yeah, it's plus or minus 2000. I was like, that's what Ronda was when she fought Holly. You know, I was like, that's crazy. And people made money on that fight. Yeah, they did. But obviously I'm not going to I'm not gonna bet on bet something that's minus 2,000. Yeah, yeah. Um, Luke has only been out of the first round twice out of his six fights. Yeah, one was a second round submission and one was a decision. Correct. Yeah, uh, actually second round TKO. Um, yeah. I mean, five minutes is a, a yeah, much right. longer time to work. You know, as, as an amateur, he had a rear naked choke, and then he had uh, two decisions. And his two decisions, all three rounds in both fights ended with Lucas on a submission, and then we ran out of time. 
like his his fights in tough enough in Vegas in, in uh, as an amateur were two minute rounds. Yeah, you know, so yeah. they were so fast. He 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 ended the rounds with a submission on. So his first pro fight, he got a takedown at two minutes into the five minute forty five into the fight. And I said, oh. you've got an entire amateur fight plus a minute and a half left or plus right. a minute left. Right. You know, are you yelling that to him? From, yeah. You're, yeah. You're yelling that to him. And his coach, I talked to that guy's coach the next day at another fight. And he's like, yeah, he goes, I looked at the clock and I was like, he goes, yeah, it's too much time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, you know, uh, five minutes it depends on when you get to the ground in that five minutes, but five minutes, is a lot of time to work. So yeah, it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's enough time if you, you know, if that's what, if that's your game. So yeah, I'm going by Luke by submission. Um, huh? Which round? Um, you even gonna go there? I mean, I'll go with. I'll say this: I'll go with the first round sub. But I wouldn't be shocked if this guy fights smarter and we go the second round. Okay. I mean, they've people are gonna start getting smarter. You know, I, people are gonna start he, fighting. He's got tape. He's got. The problem is, if you want to stay long and out of range, you can't hit him. Yeah. If you want to get close enough to hit him, he can grab you. Yep. And 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 people don't fight like that anymore. You know, people don't fight like that anymore. They fight the style of MMA. We talked about it before. And, and um, when you have a specialist, you know, and their specialist deals with having to close this much distance and then the fight's theirs. Yeah. You know, it's a lot harder to keep that distance for the entire time. Yeah. You know, but when, when someone has to close the distance to grab a hold of you and, and the fight is theirs at that point, but you want to hit him and you can't reach him without closing the distance. And he's, then he's, he's got you. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough, tough night. The next fight you wanted to talk about was uh, Kat Zingano and Pam Sorensen. Um, this is the only other prelim you wanted to talk about. Why this fight? Um, so Kat was married to a buddy of mine, Mauricio Zingano, who, who died years back. Uh, was a good friend that me and him came up together at the Grace Academy. And uh, so I, I just, she's she's came from the UFC. She's very tough. In my opinion, she hasn't looked great in Bellator. Okay. Um, her, her first fight, she got a girl that should have been a really easy fight and end up, believe I believe it went the distance. Um, Who's that, Holloway? Maybe. I was on so Gabrielle Holloway. It was September of 2020. Was that in Bellator? Yeah, 2:45. Yeah. yeah, so that was her first Bellator fight, and that was you know. Yeah, that was her first. Yeah, did it go right. the distance? Yes, unanimous yeah. decision. Yeah, and it was a, a fight that should not have gone the distance. Um, I just I, I don't think she's looked great. Um, Sorensen's tough. Um, has, has a very similar record to her. I think they're yep. one fight apart or something. Uh, like no, I, well nine and four and tw- nine and four for Sorensen, twelve and four for Cat. Okay. So same amount of losses and so, I I went back and, and looked up a little bit with with Cat and and she went into the Nunes fight undefeated. I'm sorry, she went into the Rousey Ronda, fight Ronda, yeah. undefeated, including beating Amanda Nunes right, right before. She got armbarred in 14 seconds. It was over. It was very strange. She came out and shot on Ronda, weirdly, and Ronda like. Went over the top of her and armbar. It was like it was done just like that. It yep. was like, man, she didn't even get a chance to she fight did, her. Didn't even get a you chance. Know, didn't get a chance to fight her. And, and since then, she's been five hundred. 
She's had three wins and three losses. Now, granted, she lost to Juliana Pena. I mean, I, I mean, she she's had she's had her share of fighters, but and so, I know she's had some personal stuff going on in between there as well, right? So that was Mauricio, right? Um, I don't know exactly when that happened compared to all that, but that's I believe when her everything started kind of being all over the place. Yeah, she changed camps, changed coaches. He was coaching her. Okay, um, you know, a lot of things changed for her. Um, so I don't, I don't know uh, exactly, you know, everything that gone on in her life, but I know there's a lot, a lot going on. And I don't know if she got cut for the UFC or left or what happened, but she ended up in Bellator, and and uh, it was a good signing for Bellator, I thought, and I thought it was going to be great, but I just don't think she's looked awesome uh, yet. So I, I suspect, and I don't know this, but just looking at it, um, including Rousey. She went one and four, and that was the end of her UFC. And then she's gone into Bellator twice, 245, 256. She got kicked in the face barely by um, Megan Anderson. And it, like, hit her. It, like, eye gouged her with her toe or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had to stop, you know, at the beginning of the fight. Nothing even happened It was a minute into the first round. Yeah. Um, So that that sucked. It would have been – she's had a lot of things happen that – you know, haven't even really got to see her. She, I, I've seen her do jiu-jitsu tournaments. Yeah. Super good. Like, she's solid. Okay. Um, so, I just, I'd like to see her get it going. But how old is she? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me see if I can if I can see that real quick. Uh, she's 39. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'd like to see her get it going, but the get it going should have happened probably yeah. like six or seven years ago. Yeah. And, and uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how she does. I'd like to see her win, but I don't know. Uh, Pam Sorensen's 36, yeah. so I don't know. I don't know how much three years makes on that, uh, how much of a difference that is. And then you know, like you said, the records are fairly similar. Who do you, who do you have in this one? I mean, I'll I'll go ahead and go with Cat because I'm not betting, but I would I, right. I'd like to see her win. Okay. So from there, we're going to skip up to uh, the main card. Uh, Brent Primus and Alexander uh, Shabley. They're on the undercard too. Oh, they are on They're the undercard. The main event of the undercard. They're the last five of the undercard. You're right. Um, yeah. So that guy's a monster. That guy. Shabley? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, uh, he's a monster too. Brent Primus? Brent Primus is a physical Primus. monster. He is. When, when Luke and I first started talking about moving to 55. I texted him a couple of pictures of that guy, and I said, "That's what 155 looks like." You know what I mean? I was like, "He's he's well, how tall is he? Five ten? Yeah, that's right. He's the same height as Luke, and easily looks like a 170. When he flexes his biceps, he easily looks he's, like a, a 170 pound guy. His shoulders are huge. He's his his arms are round. Yeah, like, there, there's pictures if you Google him and, and look, you're just like, "What? He's 155?" And, and I was like, "So that's you know, I feel like he's as good as all the guys at 55." But the men, they're men, you know, and I feel like he can handle yeah. the men at 145, but the men at 55 are guys that are 70, 80, 90 coming yeah. down. Like yeah. Luke gets to 180 pounds, okay. you know, but, but just not, uh, it's a different 180. Yeah. And, and I just, uh, we'll have to take six months off to grow before we decide to move into that weight class. Um, but Brent Primus, solid, solid jujitsu, um, really good off his back. Um, he trains at King's MMA in California and also, I think, at 10th Planet. does a lot of 10th Planet stuff. Um, it gets him beat up a lot on the bottom when he's trying it, but he's, right. he, he does have good jiu-jitsu. Okay. Um, and the other guy, Russian, 
Alexander Shabley. Yeah. Uh, something big record. Yeah, 20, like twenty. Uh, let me pull it up again. Twenty-one and th- twenty-one and three. Twenty-one and three. Yeah. And he's so, only twenty-nine. Yeah. I, I can't bet against those guys, and uh, I'm gonna go with them again. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'd li- I like Brent Primus, and I've never met him, but I've I've watched him fight, and he's you know he's a phenomenal fighter. I just think that that guy with that record um, coming out of Russia, I'm going to go with the Alexander Shabley guy. So Shabley's coming off. He's on a six-fight win streak, and he's won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. He's won 13 out of his last 14. Uh, you guy's just on a roll. Yeah. He's just on a, on a tear right now. Um, so, And like you said, he's coming out of, coming out of Russia. So. Yeah. I mean, it looks like all the other guys. He totally does. He <laughs> absolutely does. So then it, when we when we go into the main card here, uh, then we're going to talk about um, Enrique Bar- Barzola. I always want to say Barboza. Yeah, me uh, too. Barzola and Magomed Magomedov. Yeah, We've, the two fights on the in the Bantamweight Grand Prix. Yes. And then the main event. Yep. So Enrique is a guy who I didn't know before the beginning so before we talked about him already he beat Darren Caldwell he beat Darren Caldwell and I was like who is this guy and he was on our card he beat Darian on the fight uh, on one of the cards that Lucas was on okay and then uh he came back and fought to get into the Grand Prix he was one of the fights that night to get into the Grand Prix yeah 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 and he beat another really good guy forget who, who was his last um fight? Nikita Mikhailov? Yeah, so he beat the guy that was out of Fedor's and, camp. And if I remember right, you were actually, you picked Mikhailov. I yeah, think that was, that was what that I missed. Ugly, because yeah. I watched that guy hit mitts and train when the day I was talking to Fedor. Yep. And I was like, oh, that guy is like for real. He looks amazing, blah, blah, blah. And, and this guy, uh, Barzola, was just a monster and, and beat him. And now he's in the tournament. He is in the tournament against... Magomedov. Magomed Magomedov. Yes. What is his record? 18 and 2. So another another Magomedov. I believe, and I could be wrong, uh, this guy comes out of Khabib's circle of, of guys. Okay. And uh, I don't think that Barzola does to him what he's been doing to everybody else. Um, I don't think he out-wrestles him. So you when, when you look at Magomedov, he's got two losses. Rufion Stotts that we actually, I think, I feel like we've yeah, talked about him before. Um, and, and a guy you might recognize, his name is Piotr Jan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> those How do you lose those two fights? Uh, Piotr Jan was a, dis- both of them were a decision. Which right. He took them both so to the So this guy's a badass, distance. right? Like, he's <laughs> legit. And uh, where were those fights? Uh, what organization it, does it say? So a- ACB. I don't know what AC. So um, Stotts was Bellator 264, and Piotr Jan was 2017 in something called ACB, which I don't know what that is. Yeah, I've heard of it. I'm not sure what it is. Stotts is a stud. Stotts is a stud. Um, so that's a good win for Stotts. But yeah, I, I see this guy beating Barzola. I don't think. I think Barzola is good. He's not on the level of the guys that this guy's already fought. Yeah. Do you see Barzola going going deep in this? In I'm the sorry, fight? I'm sorry, Magomedov. Um, no, in the in the world in the Grand Prix. Yes, yes, yes. I think he's I think he's one of the two to beat in that in the tournament. Okay, you know? I think he's for sure uh, one of the top guys to beat. 
Um, it's a it's a 90-10 split fan prediction wise for Magomedov. Yeah. yeah, so it's I'm sure yeah. the money's not there, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it looks like that's a that's a going to be a big fight. The next one, um, this is Leandro Higo against one of your favorite fighters. <laughs> Love this dude, Danny Sabatello, man. So I don't know enough about Leandro Higo, unfortunately. Okay. Um, I know he's very good. I know he's beaten good guys. You know, he was, he's, you know, it's actually really, really good. However, the arrogant Danny Sabatello has wrestling that he uses there's a lot of high level wrestlers that don't wrestle in their fights enough don't yep. use it this guy does he comes in shape he talks trash the entire fight while he's on top of you and drops mean elbows you know he's the one that beat my buddy uh lugo yes uh jornel lugo jornel lugo and i was bummed about that fight that's a fight i really really wanted uh, Jornel to win not only because I like him but I also I, I wanted him to get into the tournament yeah you know and and the Sabatello guy was just a punk before during and after the fight somebody like Sabatello almost feels really dangerous when he comes in there with that kind of attitude um, is that a fine line and I guess you don't know when you oh. cross the line until until you you fail but it seems like when he's playing with house money he's just going in and it seems like he's doing really well there's no question that arrogance in this sport will take you a long way. Okay. Overconfidence, you know, Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, that yeah. guy confidenced his ass all the way to the championship in two weight classes. Yeah. You know, there's there's guys that that are confident like that that are probably really, really good and that confidence makes them great. Okay. You know what I mean? Then there are guys who are great that are somewhat confident and it makes them really, really good. You know, and I, I think that's something that uh, there is a fine line between being arrogant, being being a, a jackass or, or, you know, being confident and being humble at the same time. GSP, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why, you know, guys like him are my favorite fighters, because they find that fine line of being that confident. Right. But not portraying it, you know, in every conversation. I, I mean, I think you got to put Habib in that conversation. hundred percent. Well. He, he knows exactly who he is. And he also knows exactly what he's going to do to you. Yeah. And he yeah. does it, you know, so there, there is a, a fine line, but it does take guys like Sabatello, guys like, you know, Connor, guys like the Diaz brothers, you know, sure. It carries them, you sure. know, uh, quite a ways. This is a pick em, man. Who, who I, I know, I, I know where, who you want yeah. to win the fight. I, I want, I want Leandro Higo, but I'm going to have to go with Sabatello just because, just by the way he fights. He's going to have to get out wrestled by someone like Magomed or somebody, okay. you know, uh, to, to beat him or, or get knocked out coming in. Yeah. But and just getting clipped. I feel like someone's got to beat him wrestling wise to wear him out or sort of stop takedowns at least yep. to wear him out before to they can do something to him. Um, because he was a he was an energizer bunny for three rounds in that in that last fight. And when a unanimous decision yeah. took it all the way, and when a unanimous decision. Main event. This is uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm 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 hoping to catch this one. I haven't I haven't caught a good Bellator one. Uh, but uh, Eblen and Musasi. We've talked about Johnny Eblen. He was of those trio of of undefeated guys that that came in. 
Um, and his last fight was against uh, John Salter, who was another one of those trios. Um, he's been he's been pushing hard. Um, that fight go the distance. It did go the distance. Right. Yes, it did. And I believe Musasi stopped Salter. Mm, I don't know if I can. I might be able to pull that up real quick. Um, let me see. TKO round three. Stop Salter. Stopped Eblin's training partner. So. I thought Eblin and, and uh, what's his, what's his, Mr. Van Zant, the guy who's dating Paige Van Zant, the guy that oh. that he beat before. Salter? No, Musasi. Oh, hold on. Um, he, oh, uh, Austin Vanderford. Yes, Austin Vanderford. I thought him and Eblin were basically the same guy. Someone, I forget who, corrected me, and apparently his wrestling, Eblin's wrestling is a lot better okay. than, than uh, Vanderford. Vanderford's. But he, there, there, for me, there's not even a lot to talk about in this fight. It's a guy that's ten and zero, eleven and zero, and a guy who's forty-seven and seven. forty-seven and seven. Yeah. That is ridiculous. Against literally, if anybody is curious about Gagarin Musasi, go back to the very beginning. Go, go Google him, and look up his record from Pride, all the way through Pride, all the way to the UFC, all the way to Dream, Bellator, Strikeforce, everywhere. This guy has fought the greatest fighters of all time. He's fought the guys like Dan Henderson fought. He's fought the guys like Fedor fought. Like he's fought the elite of the elite for his entire career and beaten 47 of them. It's unreal. And I think this guy has absolutely nothing for him. He might get some takedowns. He won't get takedowns for three rounds. And uh, he doesn't win by decision or by anything. <clears throat> He might even be able to cut him with an elbow. I don't know, but he's not going to stop him. He's he's. Gegard is a very experienced, very high level, the highest level uh, fighter, and I love that he walks in the cage like this. It's just like he just woke up. His hair is messed up. You know, we talked about it before. I had a, a buddy named Babalu who also fought like that. Looked like he literally just got out of bed, fights in board shorts, like he just got off the beach. <laughs> and that's what Gegard Musasi looks like. It, actually, the, the picture here does look like he's wearing, it almost looks like he's wearing board shorts. Yeah. Like, and he's just a badass, man. He's he's so tough. And Is there spe something specific about his game that's so good, or is it because there's nothing specific? He's just good at everything. He's a phenomenal striker. Okay. He's very hard to take down. Okay. He's got great cardio. I mean, he's old, too. Well, how old is he? 36. Yeah, he's getting old. Um, and, and he's just, he's got submissions, but he's got ground and pound. If he gets on top of you, yeah, he punches like a heavyweight. His punches go just bang, you know, just bang. heavy, heavy hands on the ground. And, uh, he's just, he's just better. He's better everywhere except for maybe the sport of wrestling. And, yeah. and this is one of the, the fights that I don't pick the wrestler to win because I don't think he can wrestle him enough. Oh, oh. I said three rounds. That'll be a five-round fight. No be. way. No way he out-wrestles him for five rounds. Yeah, it will be a five-round fight because yeah. it's, for, it's for the belt. Yeah. Um, I was going to look and see what, uh, what the, the fan line is on this one. And uh, it's, it's 10 to 1. So, 10 to 1? Yeah. It's 89 and 10, and you got some knuckleheads in there calling it a draw. Yeah. It's a draw. <laughs> That's probably the, where the money's at. It probably you put a hundred bucks on a draw on any fight. You're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, I, if you hit, I guess. Yeah. So, all right. Um, yeah. So sorry that last one's a little 
dull on the on the predictions and stuff. I just don't think it's a great matchup um, for Eblen. And honestly, I don't know. They're at 185. I don't yeah. know unless unless Gegard comes down and fights like uh, Michael Venom Page. Okay. You know, or somebody uh, like that, or they go up. But but and we've seen two champions, Rory McDonald and um, Douglas Lima or Diego Lima, one of the two Lima brothers that were the champions, both move up and fight him and got destroyed. Like I destroyed. How much of that is moving really up and, and not not being ready for that higher weight class? I mean, he was he was heavier than them, but uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sure they weighed in at the same. Sure, but he was probably just bigger guy, bigger, heavier and, guy. And and how much? Of, but he's not a giant 185. He's a long, lanky guy. He's six two. Yeah. Uh, Eblen's coming in at six three. I don't know how much that's going to make a difference. I don't. He's I don't. Six three. Yeah, Johnny Eblen six three one eighty five. Huh. He looks like a shorter, thicker wrestler guy to me. Mm. And when I've seen him fight, I've only seen him like once or twice. So, okay. Um, That's a wrap. We'll come back uh, after Bellator 282. Yeah. And uh, talk about the predictions, the fights, and and most likely about Luke's fight and how that went. Uh, That's... That's what that's must see TV right there. All this is cool, but but getting the background and seeing what what happens with Luke's fight, that's that's going to be what people are tuning in for. So. For sure, I'm excited for it. Can't wait. We leave this coming week uh, at the end of the week. Yep. And um, so by the time this airs, you'll actually be there getting ready for it. Yep. Because we'll we'll throw this out. Yep. Right before. Can't wait. Love fight time for him. Right. Man, Tyler, real quick. Tyler was home this weekend for a few days, and uh, I said, Hey, so are you gonna fight? Absolutely. He said, absolutely. I said, yeah. He goes, for sure. He goes, I'm broke. I need money. I was like, <laughs> I was like come on. And, and I knew he wanted to, but then he started talking about going back when he's going back to school. To do, He's going to do some striking at Rolly's gym with Bryce and those guys. And oh, T- yeah, yeah. And TJ and do some striking there just to start getting that part ready. And then uh, I knew he was serious the next day because Jen, his mom, yeah. said, so Tyler told me he's going to fight. <laughs> I was like, oh, if he told you, then he must, you know, for real going to fight. So now I'm going to have to deal with two of these guys. But I, I've got time. Like, by the time Tyler starts fighting, Lucas should be cracking the top ten. Hey, what, what, ty- what weight class? Will, what, what weight? So that's what we talked about. Um, I mean, you can't put him in the same division. No, no, he'd never make it. He's giant. He'd have to okay. be a big, big cut to 155 okay. or grow a little bit to fight at 70. But he, he gets a 190. How old is he? 20. So he still could grow a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's tall now. He's six foot, and, okay, and gets up to 190 pounds. So, so 170. Does he know a good coach? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Probably knows a few. That's that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes. That'll be yeah, that'll, that'll be, be fun. Keep that busy for sure. Cool. It's awesome. Thanks, sir. You bet. See you guys. It is all over. Just like that. 